All right. Hello and welcome back to the To the Heights podcast. My name is Olivia Colombo. I am a young Catholic change maker and I'm so excited to be here in the Catholic TV studio in Watertown with yet another young person who is reaching to the heights in the spirit of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati and his catchphrase, Verso Le Alto. Um, person that I have sitting with me, we're doing another fun chit chat episode this week because I really loved last week's episode with Michaela Hagar, who is our first ever podcast guest. Um, like season one, episode one, and she came back. Um, we had already done kind of a formal interview, so we just sat down and chatted as sisters um, about what she's been up to since the last time we saw her. She hiked the Camino de Santiago. Um, yeah, no, really good episode. So I'm bringing in another friend to have a little chit chat with. Um, would you like to say who you are, your name, where you go to school, how we know each other, such? <laughs> yes, my name is Faith Payson. I am a sophomore at Boston College. I currently am studying biology, and I'm very lucky to know Olivia through Aww. the Liturgy Arts Group, which is the church choir at Boston College, um, as well as participating in different Catholic clubs like Grazia Plena, mm -hmm. which is the Catholic women's small group at Boston College, um, as well as helping lead praise and worship adoration with Olivia, oh, yeah. which has been very beautiful. Yes. It's weird to hear you say my full name. <laughs> oh, Liv, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so many good Catholic things. Um, and we've talked about so many of those things on the podcast before. Grazia Plena, which we call GP. Um, yeah, I mean, the Catholic community is like only so big at BC, so it's like all the same people who overlap, um, which I think podcast listeners have like gotten a little bit because like, I don't know, there's a weird network. I had part of the Torch staff on last mm -hmm. year um, and like they all talked about like the other like, 50 things that they run um yeah we're quite involved at bc <laughs> yes just perhaps especially a the catholic involved <laughs> yeah yep because like i had adriana patrick and george and david was supposed to be here and like between them they like run and do everything yeah. um which is very cool and a very fun episode um self plug there um yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of that this week i we were just talking in the car we have merch now, which is so cool. Yes, so cool. But also just like I, weird isn't the right word because weird doesn't like convey how like grateful and like in awe I am of that. But like I have merch. Yeah. <laughs> so proud of you. Thank you. Um, yeah. But we have we have a Redbubble store and um, Adam and I talked about it, who I you'll meet at some point. He might be around. Um, but he was asking me on the Grex cast, which is like our Patreon only podcast, um, like what what would your merch look like if you wanted merch? And I was like, I don't know, like Father Cassidy requested goats <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know, mountains maybe. And I was like, ah, oh, mountain goat. Mm, mm. There you go. Yeah, so <laughs> they all whipped up some nice mountain goats. That is beside the point though. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am so very happy to finally get you in on the podcast. Um, yes, I'm very excited. Yes, we've tried a bunch, but I don't know, like college life. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Um, yeah, and it it is tricky doing the whole college and podcast thing, which I think is why these chit chat episodes are fun and good. It's a time to like debrief. Like last week, I came running in to meet Michaela after I had like a three hour long art critique. Mm -hmm. So I was just like. I don't know what's going on. My yeah. brain is not working, not functioning, but yes. All right. So what I want to talk about today is you did something very cool last summer. 
asked in Michaela, but you did something very different. <laughs> um, and then tangent point off of that, I want to circle back to some of the conversations that I had with Michaela last week about youth ministry, um, because listeners have the the captive attention of two recent high school graduates. Um, and we both graduated high school in 2018. Yes. Um, <laughs> that makes me feel kind of old. But yes, I just turned 20 a couple uh, weeks ago. So I feel very old. <laughs> you've been around for two decades. I know. <laughs> and we're going to be upperclassmen next semester. That's terrifying. That's scary. Like, yeah, that's scary. I just signed a paper and like, it was like, what, when will this like release expire? And it was like 2022. And I was like, huh, I will have graduated college then. That's weird. That's so weird. That's bizarre. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, we're going to talk about youth ministry and kind of like what worked for the two of us um, and what made us like strong enough in our faith that it's lasted at college. Because um, I know we have a lot of priests and youth ministers and people um, starting up youth ministry who listen. Um, so kind of like from the people who have actually been through the program, like what worked and what didn't. Because um, I know it's a little bit maybe critical is too harsh, but I did point out some things last week um, with Michaela that didn't necessarily work for me. So I want to circle back to that and kind of explain that a little bit more, make it a little less critical and more productive. Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to chat about some other fun things. Like we started praise and worship together at Boston College, praise and worship adoration. So definitely want to talk about that. Yes. All right. Would you like to tell me what you did last summer? Yes, I was a life teen summer missionary in Dahlonega, Georgia at Camp Hidden Lake. And it was an absolute amazing experience that I was there for four weeks in which the first week was a training week um, where I was with 23, 24 other um, young adults my age that dedicated our four weeks in the summer to serving teens and growing closer to God and community and in small groups and messy games. Mm. And yeah, it was really, it was a really great time where I was able to really grow on my faith while also like trying to lead other teens to God as well. Mm. Yes. And we had earlier this season, we had Jeff Lindholm. Yes. Who also, was he at Hidden Lake or was he at Cove Crest? He was at Cove Crest. Okay. Yeah. Slightly rival. <laughs> there are, there's a slight rivalry, but I think we're all family, but mm. I do prefer my home is Camp Hidden Lake, but yes. I can definitely understand why other people have homes that are Cove Crest. Mm. So. Yeah. Do you want to tell us, so we talked, we like promo the missionary lifestyle and be a missionary Monday and whatnot with yes. Jess, <laughs> but would you like to tell us what, like, what did your daily life look like? Like, what did you actually do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So one thing that I really loved about camp was that we had a rhythm of prayer. So um, we would always wake up and either do a holy half or holy hour of adoration in our small chapel. And then we would do morning prayer all together. And then on Mondays, we would do a rosary and then mass immediately right after. Mm -hmm. So Mondays were our like yeah. strong, like boom, 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 Jesus, 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 um, <laughs> which was really beautiful. Um, that's because um, Mondays are the days that the parishes come. So it's kind of hard for us to go to mass in the middle of the day because we do offer a mass in the middle of the day for when parishes come. But since we're welcoming teens in very loud and exciting ways, we don't really get to run in to go to mass. So that's yeah. why we always have it in the morning. Um, yeah, so we always start our days like that. And then 
We either have, depending on what day in the week it is, we would do different activities with the teens. Like I said, Mondays we welcome parishes. We usually, there's some sort of talks led by a host every week. Um, we have praise and worship adoration sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have mass every day. Um, sometimes we have away days. So I was lucky enough that I was able to have one week of middle schoolers and then two weeks of high schoolers. And this was actually the last summer to have high schoolers at Camp Hidden Lake mm-hmm. because now they're changing it so that Hidden Lake is only middle schoolers and Cove Crest is just going to be only high Well, Cove Crest was already only high schoolers, yeah. but now they're keeping it for only high schoolers. Um, so I really love that because I was able to experience like such a wide range of little teens yeah. <laughs> um, from from little kids that were like coming into sixth grade yeah. to people that were just a year younger than me who are going into college. Mm-hmm. So it was really beautiful to experience such a wide range of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what were some of the things that you did with your group? So you were assigned a small group like parish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what were some of the things that you kind of led them through throughout the week? Yeah. So, yeah. So each um, home parish, like each parish that comes to camp gets assigned a certain number of missionaries, depending on how big their group is. And so we had some really large groups some weeks. So there was like usually like two girls, two guys. Mm-hmm. And what we primarily helped led them with was we had like low ropes and high ropes, which are pretty much just like team building activities. And low ropes are some of my favorites. So it's kind of hard to describe, but there's just like little activities that you would try to show them how to like work as a team. But then at the end of each activity, we would relate it back to Christ and see Mm -hmm. like, how does this like one activity represent your relationship with God? And there's one activity that I really loved is, I don't even remember the name of it, but it has two like wires that are in these three trees that are like making a triangle. And the wires branch out from each other to make kind of a V. And the two, the point of it is that two teens stand up on the on the wires that are furthest apart from each other, or mm-hmm. no, closest to each other. And then you have to walk each other out while leaning on each other. Oh wow! So it's called I think it's called Lean on Me. And the only way that you can get to the end of the triangle where the two wires are furthest apart is if you're totally leaning on one another. And you have to pretty much, like, be planking because a lot of people try to, like, <laughs> they, like, try to stick their butt out while just, like, keeping their hands pushed on each other. Yeah. But you realize that you can't do that and you just fall. So you have to, like, literally plank on one another while walking mm. out. And it's so hard, but it's so beautiful because just, like, the, like, metaphor of, like, really, really, like, completely leaning on one another is the only way for you to complete it. Mm-hmm. It's just so beautiful and, like, so perfect to relate back to God. Yeah. So, yeah. That, aw, I like that. <laughs> I want, what's another example? I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> that one's my favorite. That was one that we did when I was a camper. Because um, yes. I was a camper with Life Teen the summer after my junior year and the summer after my senior year, which, which was the first times that I went to camp. Um, of course, another infamous one at Life Teen is the trust fall. So that's when I'm sure most people are aware that we get up. There's like these planks that someone will get up on top of the plank and everyone else in the group will lock arms. Well, it's kind of hard to describe, but we always call zip arms. So you have to make like a list that we like go through certain um, commands to do with the kids to make sure everyone's safe and everything. 
Um, and it's just really beautiful. I really enjoyed the trust fall because, again, really showing trust on another person or in, in a community. Because, like, the main point of all these different activities is for you to get comfortable in a community and especially in a, at your home parish. Like, that's yeah. why it's, like, it's uncommon for teens to come to any life teen event without a home parish because what we really want to do is like help teens build that community so when they go back home like after their Jesus high from the week yeah. they can really dive into those relationships and like keep their faith strong through them mm. so doing a trust fall um yeah we just have one teen up on a on the platform and everyone else locks arms and you have to go through the commands of saying um I think you just say, I trust you. And then you say, trust us, fall on. And you just, mm -hmm. like, then you say, like, three, two, one, falling. And you just fall back. And, yeah, and then you. your friends catch you. How often do you drop a kid? Um, Not not very often. It's very, okay. very rare. Um, Yeah. yeah. I, I had one week that we dropped someone. Um, That was my middle school week. Mm. So it's a little hard when you only have middle school girls because oh, all the yes. small groups are divided between guys and girls mm. so I will admit I did have one group that we dropped a girl but it was more like they caught her and then immediately dropped her uh, they okay. kind of like forget broke the whole like yeah, yeah they like pretty much broke her fall but this like let go immediately mm. and I'm like guys remember you have to <laughs> let them down first yes. don't just like immediately <laughs> drop them like, and we she did was, it done yeah and she was so brave she got right back up really? and did it again and wow. they caught her so that was that was really beautiful. Yeah. Like when people when people know like they know they can trust them. Yeah. It's just like something like that happens where you mm. know, sometimes you fall but you got to get back up and she did yeah. it again and I was so proud of her and they caught her. So. Oh. Yeah. And that is such an important like I don't know. I I'm jumping ahead to our next thing <laughs> that I wanted to talk about but like that is so important that you like have these Jesus highs and stuff like that, but it's such a different experience if like you do that individually mm. versus like I don't know, like you need to come back to the home parish. It's pointless if you don't like yeah. do something with what you've learned and experienced. Um, and I think that's something that I'm thankful for about um, both youth groups that I was a part of, um, my home parish and then the life teen parish that I was part of with Father Sunisha and Michaela. Mm -hmm. um, but like being able to do things like we never went to camp. I wish I went to camp. <laughs> um, but we did like the yeah. Steubenville conferences, which I yes. also know that you did. Um, and like growing with those people and like learning mm. with those people and then being able to come back um yeah yes <laughs> yes yes parishes are definitely it was so formative for my yeah. faith journey um i mean i i've said it and i will continue to say like if i didn't have like my youth minister sarah back home like mm. i have no idea where i would be in my faith right now just like having her as such an amazing role model and having the community of my youth group back home, like they became my family. Like I, I used to go, we would have um, meetings once a week called discipleship. Mm -hmm. And then at, right afterwards on Tuesday nights, we would have leadership team, which we were able to like help lead our Sunday night events was just for like everyone else. But at discipleship, it was so beautiful. We would just meet once a week and do, um, we would read the upcoming gospel. Ooh for the Sunday and we would either do Lexio Divina or Ignatian Contemplatius. Well, it's Ignatian Contemplation, but for some reason we would say Ignatian Contemplatius because we just yes. thought it sounded funny. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was really beautiful. Like for me, like I didn't have much experience with scripture at all. So being able to like 
break down the gospel and like really see how it relates back to my life was like so formative and so beautiful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we've kind mm-hmm. of, this is kind of what I wanted out of this episode to have like, like the, this is what we took away and valued in our youth ministry experiences. Yes. So like strong youth minister role model. And I would also add to that, that like having the support of a priest mm-hmm. um, to back that youth minister is also super important or a deacon. Um, I don't know. I found it helpful to have like the complementarity of like a female youth minister and then a priest mm-hmm. um, and have them work side by side. But yeah. All right. So strong youth minister role model, this like going off, having Jesus highs, but having a community to come back to and do something with it. Um, Cause I feel like that happens like so, so often. And even like the difference between the two youth groups that I was a part of the one that like we went to Steubenville once a year and then we would come back and, I don't know, like, that was such a different environment than, um, I, I don't know why it was. I, I have some ideas, but, like, we just went once a year. We had a Jesus High, and not everyone went. I think that was mm-hmm. another, like, only a few kids went. Mm-hmm. So when we came back to the rest of the group, like, it would kind of be like, who went and who didn't? Yeah. Like, you're in or you're out. Um, I don't know how you would combat that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, there's a retreat in the Archdiocese that I know you and the podcast listeners have heard me talk about like 6,000 times, <laughs> Discipleship Week. Did you guess it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Um, but that actually started out, um, it is no longer this way, which I have a lot of feelings about, good and bad, but it started out that it was two like delegates from every parish Hmm. which is the opposite of what we're saying we're saying like have your parish community go do something together like get out of your environment and then come back but like it would be two delegates from every school or parish um and you like were the leaders Mm -hmm. like you learned leadership skills and it was leader focused more than like not that it wasn't a retreat but you know what i mean yeah, um, I mean, that kind of reminds me of, like, lead for Steubenville. Mm, I'm not sure yes. if you've mentioned that before, but, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, like, the week before the Steubenville conference. I actually almost went on lead. Um, Same, I applied and then didn't go. <laughs> I applied, and the funny thing is, the reason, I was, like, second on the wait list because mm-hmm. there was a problem with my, like, application that it got in, like, really late, oh, no. and I was already senior at this point, mm-hmm. and then I had to, like, take my name out because I had to go to this thing called boston college orientation and i it was like mostly my fault because i like had kept on pushing back um signing up for an orientation for boston college Mm. and then when i checked there was only two left and one was that weekend for lead and the other one was i was literally going to be in georgia for going to cove crest so i was like okay well there's no way i'm missing cove crest because i'm not missing my life team so, yeah, and I, like, I remember calling the school, yes, and I was like, is there any way I can go to, like, a different one? And they were like, no, and there's only one spot left, so you have to sign up now. Yikes. And I was like, okay. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I mislead, yeah. but I trust it was all God's plan, but I've heard amazing things. Yes. All of my friends that went from my parish, they absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. I had some friends as well from, like, my first youth group that went, um, and I feel like that's a good thing for people to do when I say people, I mean like youth ministers or priests mm-hmm. to send your yeah. kids who like, I don't know, it. it's like the cross in between, like have your whole parish go and do something or your whole youth group go and do something versus like the Discipleship Week original model of like sending two kids. It's like 
send those two kids who you want to be like your leaders or your core team ahead of time because mm-hmm. it's only is it five days yeah, before the yeah, conference? Yeah, not even a full week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they go ahead of time, and then they have like a hand in the conference. Like they do readings, they yeah. give witness talks, they yeah. help behind the scenes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all become like a tight knit like group of leaders, um, and like make like lifelong friendships. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whatever. Um, and then the rest of your parish joins them, and they like sit with you for talks, and like they're with you most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like that. That might be a good in-between model, but all right. What else worked in high school from our youth groups that we really liked and appreciated? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, like I mentioned, I really did love the um, discipleship nights that my, which it was, what was interesting, it wasn't actually even at my church. They were at, it it took place at one of, um, at one of the volunteers' houses, but um, the Aquilina family that mm. you've heard me mention about yes. 80 million times, even on the way here, we were yeah. talking about them because one of them is going to be a life team. Yes. So I'm missionary this summer. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Thomas. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so it was at their house and it was, I think that helped because it was just like so homey. Like I literally yeah. was just able to like retreat there once a week. And I mean, obviously it's kind of hard to describe, like to advise that to other parishes because you're not always going to have like a house to be able to do that every week. But yeah. that was something that, like, at least helped me personally, being able to, like, just go to a home and, like, be able to, like, grow closer to God in such, like, a simple way, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good point. I would second that. Having, like, a place mm-hmm. for the youth group to meet, not just having it be this, like, ambiguous, like, group yeah. of people that's somehow connected <laughs> every once in a while. Um, and that's not quite the church. Um, like, our Life Teen program, we mostly meet in the basement of um resurrection you've been there yes (laughs) um but it's like our like kind of church hall basement situation Mm -hmm. but we pull out part of the core team's responsibilities they get there before mass so our life nights happen that core team gets there and then there's like edge which is like middle school life teen Mm -hmm. um they have their like edge night and then we have life teen mass and then we have um like the high school confirmation program, life night, whatever, and then course stays and cleans up after. Part of their job is they get to set up the yogi bows in bean bags <laughs> um, and like transform this like church hall into like our hangout kind of. Mm. Um, and even like sort of a classroom, like Michaela will teach and like have a slideshow and play videos and whatever, but we set up the bean bags and yogi bows in like rows, <laughs> like a like auditorium setup. Um, but that just like makes that place our space. And kids hang out there throughout the week um, and, like, have the freedom to do other things. Like, Gavin, who was on the podcast, who you've met, he, like, started a rosary group on Tuesday nights. um, And they, like, dig out the bean bags again. (laughs) um, And, like, someone brings a guitar and they pray pray the rosary together and stuff like that. So it, like, establishes place, um, which is really good. Or even – I know that – I don't know, rectories are different at every parish, whether it's, like, mm-hmm. strictly, like, the place that the priest lives or if it's um, parish offices or if there's two rectories and a collaborative and the priest live in one, whatever. <laughs> um, but the basement of our rectory at Resurrection um, is Michaela's office is there. Matt mm-hmm. Cook's office, who also helps Michaela with youth ministry, his office is in the boiler room down there. but we have like a conference room and that's where we like meet and collect donations and like sort donations for Haiti and stuff and then we have more couches and stuff like that so I feel like that's important to have and even like I don't know so that I feel like 
there's also something that you can't help but acknowledge, but like different parishes have different amounts of money. Um, yeah, for sure. And one of my parishes like almost closed a few times and mm-hmm. like obviously Resurrection um, is able to do a little bit more. So like Yogi Bows and like having those places is like an option. Um, but my other youth group, we just, we met in the parish hall in like the same place every week. And like, I don't know, it's just a little bit of like a separate like home. So establishing home, I think is important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Add that to the list. Role models, (laughs) retreats, (laughs) home. Um, Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then, okay, one more story about home. So, (laughs) um, my youth group in Kingston, we, um, so like the church hall has like two levels to it mm-hmm. and we would meet upstairs and we would also do like Lexio and stuff. Like our meetings were based, there were Monday nights um, and we would do like Lexio or whatever. And then we'd have pizza afterwards and conversation fellowship and whatever. Um, and some days, depending on what we were doing, we would meet for like the first hour in the church. Um, mm-hmm. And that was always really special because we had a big like sanctuary space mm-hmm. um, around the altar and Sometimes we would actually move the altar back closer to the tabernacle and, like, pull all of, like, the server chairs and, like, presider chairs and stuff and, like, make a circle around where the altar was and, like, sit That's in a circle so cool. in Alexio, Um, which I feel like some people would be like, ah, oh, disrespectful. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can see, I can see both sides because, yeah. like, you want to be closer to your father. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, I feel like it walks a fine line. But also, like, I, I just want to sit at his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Come on, he tells us to do that, like, yes. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we would go from there. We would, like, reset up the altar, and then we would go over. But then sometimes, we once a year, my, like, favorite youth group event still, um, we would have a Nerf war. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> once a year. Because the top floor had all these, like, round tables, and the bottom floor of the parish hall had all, like, the CCD classrooms in Ooh, it so, a lot of so like oh yeah so we would turn For off sure. the lights oh my and gosh. we would like flip all those round tables on their side and like prop them up and everyone would bring all of like their nerf guns and like bullets and whatever mm-hmm. and it just like it was amazing and we would play like <laughs> ominous like star wars music and it was great that sounds really fun yes I yeah would, I, I don't know if my youth minister would like me suggesting us doing that but <laughs> and then one year we so we had a fog machine and it caused a lot of fire alarm issues. Why did you have a sh- fog machine? <laughs> because actually, I don't know. <laughs> I it's a big adoration, like real spooky. I or? think so. I think it started because we were doing like fancy like praise and worship nights. Mm-hmm. We did like a big like night of mercy event where we tried to replicate like the lift nights that the Archdiocese of Boston has. Dang. Um, which I don't think lift uses fog machines. They just use like strobe lights and like cool lights and yeah. whatever. Um, Fana lights, possibly not fog machine because <laughs> we set off the fire, the fire department always had to come. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what not to do with a youth group? Don't put yourself in a situation where the fire department is going to be called. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I set the fire alarm off at church and in our school chapel more than I would like to admit. <laughs> That's a story for another day. I've heard that story. <laughs> yep. I left the thermal burning. Yep. Inside. <laughs> And we didn't open any windows. Not a good way to go. <laughs> no. And then, like, I don't know who was on the schedule to be, like, the adorer. But, like, when the fire alarm went off, they left. So then. Oh, no, Jesus. Yes, you have to do something with Jesus. Um, Just bring him out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have, like, a Eucharistic <laughs> procession in the parking lot where all the kids are lined up. Do it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It, the, like, smoke was so thick that you just, like, could not see. Um, oh, my gosh. Poor but, Jesus. Like, I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. I was not. I was involved in, like, the beginning of, like, incensing, exposing, mm-hmm. and then I left to go to class. I had no part in the windows being closed or the fact that it wasn't put outside or anything like that. It's fine. But then one of our theology teachers, like, tracked down whoever the adorer was and was like, did you, like, propose Jesus? And they were like, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he sprints back into the building and, like, no. the fire department is, like, trying to stop him. Like, no, don't go into the burning building. And he's like, I'm Catholic. <laughs> it was, like, the most dramatic scene I've ever seen. And then he just, like, strolls out, like, a few minutes later. And he's like, yeah, it's the incense. <laughs> Strange. Um Good, good story. Good, good, yeah, a beautiful story. Um, I don't even know where to go from here. This is what happened last week with Michaela. Like it was such a good conversation, and it was it was a funny conversation, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, even Michaela texted me and was like, on Monday when the episode came out, and she was like, "I'm like listening to ourselves, like laughing out loud." <laughs> yep. Um, all right. What else? What did your youth group do on Sunday nights? Sunday nights. So we would, our leadership team would get there a little bit early, kind of like, sounds like what you, mm-hmm. what's it called again? Your leaders? Core. Core, yeah. yeah. So we get there a little bit early, just set up tables. Um, we would be usually like throwing a Frisbee. A really big thing at my church was Ultimate Frisbee. We mm-hmm. would actually play it every Saturday at my church. That's we so have like a field right next to our church. And that was, it somehow got me active, so that was good. Anyway, um, yeah, kind of dangerous because we were in, like, our, like, kind of a rectory area, and yeah. we would just be, like, throwing Frisbees and footballs and many things when students come in, and mm. then we pray and have pizza. Nice. And then there's usually some sort of theme for the night, and either my youth minister or one of the other adult leaders would give a talk, and then we would break out into small groups usually and just kind of share and delve into – what we talked about at the talk mm-hmm. and then yeah that was usually pretty much it yeah did you have mass on sunday nights or was it just like a youth group no night? it was more um it was at night and yeah we don't have okay. any yeah night no masses, masses. Mm-hmm. but still very similar like we would always have some sort of like talk or teaching based on the theme and then small groups mm-hmm. um and were each of the small groups led by like an adult leader or like a teen leader or um both actually okay. yeah. yeah so as a leadership team for teens and adults we would break out into our small groups and have like one adult leader and then like two teen leaders mm. to kind of help okay yeah that's i think we had a one to one we had one teen core one adult core per group yeah yeah so we had teen core adult core edge core which did the other one mm. <laughs> and adult core stays for both or picks one <laughs> And then we had service core, which I believe was added like this year and I think has two kids on it. But and one of them is Gavin. <laughs> but we're not gonna throw any shade. Um Yeah. All right. Um I had a question for you and then like it was a good one. Hmm. But then Oh, and then and I was gonna add before I figure out what my question was, the ultimate frisbee thing. Yes. You wanna guess what our sport was? Like, we also had a field by the rectory, and we usually had, like, fire going and whatever in our fire pit. Um, you want to know what our sport of choice was? I do. I'm trying to think, but I feel like I'm going to guess wrong. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble soccer. Yep. One wasn't going to guess nope. that one. Yeah. What is that? Like, when you have, like, the big, like, inflatable, like, balls that you blow up, <laughs> that you, like, 
like go in. <laughs> you don't know how you yeah, I do. And you like kick the soccer ball. So we had little like soccer nets. I think they were actually like from hockey. We like set up mm. an ice rink there yeah. um, in the winter. But we had the two goals. And then like, I don't know, we had like eight bubble soccer bubbles. Um, and they were like, we all developed a love-hate relationship with the bubble soccer balls because, mm. like, they take up so much space and they're, yeah. like, so much to, like, blow up. And, like, the amount of hours that I have spent, particularly Matt Cook can feel my pain, like, patching the bubbles. Oh, my gosh. But, like, it was so much fun and it was so funny and we would bring them to Discipleship Week. There was one year that we we got stuck in traffic. Driving up to Discipleship Week, I was in the van with, like, all the supplies, not with the kids. And I sat on the bubble soccer balls, like, deflated <laughs> for, like five hours oh up to Warner, New Hampshire. And I was like, that's it. I'm done with bubble soccer. <laughs> I think we, yeah, we actually got those for like our opening nights for mm, every year. That's fun. Um, yeah, I kind of totally forgot to mention. Usually we would either play some sort of game like after we eat yeah. or um, either some like, yeah, like outdoor game or like an indoor game to like try to get everyone's like hyped right yes. before they sat down and yeah. listened to the talk. I forget. Okay, if people go back and listen to Michaela's first episode, I know we talked about that. There's a word for that in teaching. It's called, like, active disengagement or something mm-hmm. like that. Basically, where you, like, get kids to, like, leave behind whatever they were thinking about before and, like, like bring them, transport them into, like, their present situation and, like, I think it's active disengagement. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You kind of won't. Yeah, that makes sense. It's something disengagement. But we would always play, like, human tic-tac-toe um <laughs> or um the like rock paper scissors game where when you lose you go like make like a conga line behind the person who yeah, beat you i think we yeah i think we played something like that i think one of my yeah. favorite games was we played balloon volleyball that's fun <laughs> it's 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 not exactly like normal volleyball but like we sit in like we like set up these like chairs it's kind of hard to describe but it, it was a good time <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm trying to think of other – I don't remember – and there was always a point to the game that we, like, yeah. tried. Kind of like the, um, like, low ropes. Like, there was always yeah. – we tried to, like, draw out of the kids, like, what it was. Um, and there was always a lot of candy involved. Like, there was always, like, <laughs> like stakes for whoever won. Um, and then whoever could, like, tell us afterwards once we, like, sat down, like, what the – like the meaning behind meaning it was. was. Mm-hmm. Like, you get candy chucked at you. Um, a personal favorite. I have no recollection of, like, what the theme of the night is or, like, why we, we did this. But we, like, cut out trash bags, like, like a hole in the top of a trash bag and, like, mm-hmm. made kids, core kids, so, like, small group leaders, yeah. put it on. Um, and then one of their, like, small group kids would put shaving cream all over their, like, face. Um, okay, sounds life teeny to me. Yes, yes, <laughs> messy, messy games. Messy yep. games. Um, and then I remember putting tape on the floor and having them like stand behind the tape um and kids had to stand on the other side of the tape and like chuck cheetos yeah at the at the shaving cream yeah (laughs) and like see how many cheetos you get to stick on their face Mm. um sounds like a good time i feel like there's there was some did you ever do it with your shaving cream on your face no so here's the perks of being a media person (laughs) i get to be the person behind the camera Uh i was taking photos which was great um (laughs) So you got out of it. Oh, I got out of it. I got out of a lot of <laughs> a lot of those things. Which, like, did you enjoy the messy games at Life Teen? Yes. Okay. I 
I feel like I, I don't know. I, it's, okay, you have to, like, go all in. Because the thing is, like, so on the first night, like, that Monday night, that's when we do the mud, the mud messy games. Mm -hmm. Because there's two ones. So, like, the first night is, like, the mud obstacle course, which is, like, exactly what it sounds. It's literally, like, you have to go, like, crawl through things. You have to, like, we, like, set up, like, these, like, ninja steps that you have to, like, jump across. And, like, it's just completely, you get, like, completely covered in mud. And the thing is, like, some kids, like, go all out and, like, totally love it. Other kids, there's definitely, especially in the middle school years, they Mm. just hate it. Don't want to get messy. Yeah, they don't want to get messy. But, like, when you, like, when you just accept I will get messy and Mm. you just, like, jump in, then it's, like, I'm already drenched in mud. Like, there's no, like, nothing else could get me more dirty. Mm. So it's just, like, really fun. Yeah. So you have to have that mentality. Like, I remember my training week was, like, so much fun because we were just going through the whole obstacle course with my – with my staff yeah and we were like insane I, we were scaring like the others <laughs> like missionaries because they were like wow you guys are going like really into mm. this and we're like yes we are this yeah. is so fun because the thing is like whatever energy level you're at the teams are going to be like a tenth of that mm. so you have to be like crazy for them to like actually think it's fun mm. that's a good that is good advice right yes. there yes you have to like I don't know, and it's hard being, like, an introvert for mm. me and, like, melancholic if you know the <laughs> temperaments. Um, yeah, but, like, Michaela does a good job of that. Michaela, Michaela, Michaela is also an introverted melancholic, like, mm-hmm. but, yeah, you have to be up there and the teens, <laughs> the teens, like, slowly creep up to, like, yeah. try and get to a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> that reminds me of when we were all in Israel at the Dead Sea. I was, like just like dabbing <laughs> like I, some kids just like went for it um and I was like I don't want to get salt in my eyes I don't want to drown <laughs> just like dabbing mud on myself which reminds me mm. do you have anywhere special that you might be going next spring next spring yes mm-hmm. I just got accepted for a study abroad in Ecuador and I am very excited yes I am very excited about this program specifically because there's a big focus on service. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone who does this program signs up for um, to do some sort of service for like eight to 10 hours every week. Ooh. And I just had a friend who, you know, John, who's in yes. LAG, who went last spring and I'm pretty sure he worked at some clinic or was able to do some sort of research. And being pre-med myself, I think that would just be like an incredible opportunity being able to like combine these two things that I really want to get down my Spanish because I've been learning it for most of my life. And as well as combining that with like medical experience would be just like totally amazing. Yes. I think, did you say what your major was at the very beginning? I Um, I think I said, um, yeah, I'm a bio major, pre-med. Pre-med. Yes. Very cool. And I just got accepted to the Hebrew University of Jerusalem for the fall. I know. Um, That's so exciting. I'll be going to Jerusalem, back to the Holy Land (laughs) where I felt at home. Um, just very exciting. Yeah. I'm glad that, I don't know. I, I feel like there's merits to going to a place that you've never been before, obviously. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like part of me wishes I was going to do that. But like part of me is also glad that I know that I like, like the city, but like, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I've never left the country before. Mm. So I just want to leave. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I just want to go. I applied to many different countries mm. and I yeah. was like, the Lord will take me wherever Where, I'm meant to yes. go. <laughs> 
so exciting. I'm, I am sad though because I miss you. We're not yeah. gonna be with each other for a, for a year. whole year because I'll be gone in the fall and you'll be gone in the spring. Yeah. That is so sad. Um, okay, we yeah. will FaceTime. <laughs> yes, we will. Um, and then praise and worship will be sad too. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yes, yeah. I was just I was looking. I was like, what What do we have left on this list? Um, I feel like we haven't. Well, I mean, we have talked a lot about a lot of things. I feel like we just like brain dumped a bunch of youth ministry stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like I didn't get to anything of the like stuff that I was critical about last week, but now I'm trying to remember what that was. I feel like there was a big emphasis on like prayer life and mm. like setting up a routine of prayer life, especially at those like leadership type retreats. Yeah. Um. And I was kind of discussing that last week and how, like, I don't know, like, there was such, like, a regimented, like, oh, like, commit to 15 minutes of prayer a a day, commit to, Mm -hmm. like, reading the gospel before mass, commit to whatever. Um, And then when I got to college, it was hard to, like, shake that, like, the, like, box checking. Mm -hmm. Even, like, to be on core, you had to commit to a bunch of things, like, 15 minutes of personal prayer. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, yeah. So when I got to college I was like how do I do this on my own Mm -hmm. like how do I like pray without ceasing and pray in the way and like when I feel and like how I feel called to without like checking the box um yeah that was even something that I found myself doing I talked about Fiat 90 with Jeff when Mm -hmm. he was on um because I think we've recorded that episode in October and he was doing Exodus 90 oh Um, really yeah yeah um but I like I don't know. One of the struggles I had with that, I know that you go to daily mass and like that's a huge important part of your prayer life, as is with Kelsey Cronin, who is our producer and was on um, a few episodes ago. But like there were some days that I was like desiring like more silence and desiring a holy Mm. hour. And like it's hard to it's hard to fit a holy hour every day and mass every day. Like that's just. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. actually. yeah, our friend Josie, I know she mm-hmm. she actually kind of did either or for her because mm-hmm. she realized like some days she like just needs her silent Jesus yeah. time and sometimes she wanted to go to mass. So I know um, that was one she thing that, out. yeah, she like switched out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like learning to do that and not to be bound by like the I'm going to go to mass every day, like it becomes like you're checking a box rather than like checking your heart and being like, yeah, exactly. What do I what what do I desire right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got there, but um, <laughs> solid. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about We Won? Yes, please. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay, so this is something that happened well, a couple of weeks ago. Well, I mean, it actually, it actually all goes back to camp, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny that we're, we were yeah. talking about that because during our training week, we um, our like host, I guess, for the week was this amazing priest, Father John Ignatius. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember him walking up and like before giving one of his talks, I don't even remember what the talk's about at all, mm-hmm. but he just said, we win. Mm-hmm. And I remember like all like the missionaries, like all my friends and I were just like, what? And he was like, we win. Mm-hmm. And I think we like literally just like it all hit us at the same time. We just started like clapping and cheering. It was just like a really beautiful moment that I'm not sure if really anyone else will remember, but I'll have to talk to some people from my staff. But yeah. anyway, for some reason, a couple of weeks ago after mass, this like moment like came back into my head. Like I just received communion after our candlelight mass that's at yeah. 10 p.m. Um, and the small chapel on campus. And I was just like thanking the Lord for like giving, you know, giving himself to me and to all of us. And 
I just like asked for this like short little prayer of like asking him to like make me more like him and like when mm-hmm. when others see me I want them to see him and I just remember like I was so happy like just yeah. completely filled with joy and I went over and I kneeled in front of the tabernacle for just a minute and I like almost was laughing because I was just yeah. like so filled with joy and I ran over to my friends and I just gave him a hug and my friend Harris and Justin and I was like guys like we win and they're like what and I'm like we win <laughs> yeah. and Harris like like kind of points over to the um to the altar and he's like do you mean that and I'm like yes, yes. and it was just like this beautiful beautiful moment that I I was just able to like tell them like like Jesus like he did it mm-hmm. like he rose from that grave and he walked out of there and he he saved us yes <laughs> and it's something that like we I think it's something that Catholics like we know mm-hmm. but I don't think we really truly live it yeah and I think if we were to like fully fully like believe like when we say amen or like after we receive the Eucharist like what like we're actually like taking in like the savior like into our bodies Mm -hmm. and like like it's just something that's so freeing because something else that like really like bringing it all together when I was thinking about this was a story that was shared at John 15 which is a retreat for past summer missionaries and it was this nun who was talking about how she was at a retreat and she like was super excited to see father Mike Schmitz. And for some reason she like saw this little girl, like before any of the sessions, like um, I think it was like the daughter of one of band members mm-hmm. was just like spinning and mm. you can just like imagine it, you know, like a little yeah. girl spinning and she was just like walking out and she could like hear the Lord being like, like, why aren't you like that? Mm. And it was like, not in like an attacking way or anything, but Jesus was just like, I want you to be that free. Yeah. And she was just explaining like her day, like she went and like had the rest of her day and she was about to go fa- finally see Father Mike Schmitz and this little girl that she had never met before ran up to her, grabbed her hands and started spinning with her. Aww. It was just like, she shared, she shared the story and it was just so beautiful. And she was like, that's the moment when I realized like, like this is what the Lord wants. Like he yeah. wants us to be that free and like knowing how much he loves us. And like, mm-hmm. like he already saved us. Like, yes, we, we have to accept that and we have to live it for us to receive it. Yeah. But like he already did it. So yes. <laughs> ah, yeah. And then like the, the day after that night, like I came into the lag office and you were like, Liv, we win, we won. And I was like, what? I like had like a like moment that I was like, ah, Jesus. And then I was like, what did you win? And I was like, oh, you do mean Jesus. Yes. Yes. And like, I don't know, like there was just such a like, I don't know, it, it, you're right. We don't often like think about it. We like subconsciously or maybe not consciously, we know yeah. Um, but we we know that the battle's already been won. But are, are we living in a way that that's a certain fact? Yes. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But we won. <laughs> we did. Um, that's going to be the episode title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all righty. I say that we do some Catholic quick questions in a sec. Yes. I think so. I think it's time for that. The only <laughs> other thing I had in my little, like, notes, um, starting up praise and worship, that was a struggle. Yeah. Um, Definitely a learning experience. Yeah. I feel like that's a topic for, like, a whole other episode. Maybe I need to get both you and Michaela mm. or, like, other, like, who worship lead, Delia, maybe. 
I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's an adventure um, and definitely something that's worth doing for a youth group. Um, I know that the one at Resurrection, it started with like five kids wow. um, a few years back. And now like there's like 150 people who come every week, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So like creating an environment with music and reflection and silence that people find inviting. Um, and I, I feel like we've grown a lot at BC just in the two and a half years that we've done it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, because it started this semester before we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took it from being once a semester to, what was it, once a month yeah. last spring? And then twice a it? month. Twice a month. And now it's every week, baby. Now it's every week. Um, <laughs> and last night was so good. Uh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, like it finally. And it's really nice to walk away. I feel like there are, like, there's a human element of, like, walking away and feeling like, okay, we we did a like good job like yes. we like the music was solid and like mm-hmm. we glorified god and being as like technically sound as we possibly could um and also like i don't know for me like praying out loud and like leading reflections like there's a feeling of like okay like i feel good about what i put out there and i feel like my like glass was full i mm-hmm. i had filled myself up that i had something to give um but then there's also like the the supernatural feeling of walking away and being like the Lord was moving. Like yeah. there are things happening last night. <laughs> um and like we might not have been able to physically see it, mm-hmm. but like there were people in that room and everyone walked away with something. Yeah. So yes, solid. But that the logistics of that I think are a bigger conversation because we've learned a lot. <laughs> like Yeah, we really have. Yeah. And I'm proud of like how we've learned things and like taken different advice and criticism and whatever and like made it into something that we're proud of so yeah definitely yeah all right catholic quick questions <laughs> oh yeah yes <laughs> come at me <laughs> you seem scared just a little bit you should be <laughs> no <Nope. Stop>. so <laughs> um do you want the what's your favorite animal to get started because <laughs> what is your favorite animal faith i'm very curious i that is a good question yeah i feel like nothing comes to mind for like, you but, yeah, yeah i i don't know i've always like alternated when I was like little I would just kind of do like whatever one was cool but I I think my solid one when I was younger that I still like are like dolphins because mm. they're like so energetic and they're also like freakishly smart mm. they're like very smart and they like travel in like packs so you know I think that's kind of you know me energetic yeah I don't know if I would say I was smart but you know <laughs> I well I think so miss pre-med mm-hmm. um, thank yes. you but I love traveling with my friends so yeah. mm. that, I feel like I can see that very I don't know. Okay, I don't have an adjective. <laughs> Faith equals dolphin. Good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, favorite book of the Bible? Hmm. I think I would say Luke. Hmm. Any particular reason? Um, we delved into it in my engaging Catholicism class Ooh. last semester, and it was just really cool to like. I don't know. Dive, like dive into it really deeply, and the focus of Mary is just really beautiful mm. in the book. So yes. Yep. The Marian Gospel. Um, do you have a favorite book in general? Um, I think I would say Pierced by a Sword. Ooh. Which, have you read it yet? No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. hang on. I'm writing it down. I have it. Josie ordered two copies, and they're sitting in my room. So Ooh, okay. guess who's getting that tonight? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's If anyone hasn't read it, I would definitely recommend. It's a beautiful story that really is talking about Mary bringing people together kind of mm. for the end of the world. So, you know, it's intense, but it also has 
follows like many different stories, like six different people that end yeah. up like coming all together in the end. That's cool. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yes. Yes. I should be doing homework. Oh, maybe I'll read it on the plane to LA. There we go. Instead of sleeping. I don't know. Yeah, we have with our two red eye red flights. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Lag is taking a trip to LA, Orange County, um, for the LA Congress and a variety of other things. We're seeing a bunch of parishes out there. Um, but I think I tweeted out, and if I haven't already, I will, um, that we will be at the LA Congress for the closing mass. So if you see me, I will have stickers just like at SLS. <laughs> um, come say hi. Um, I know some people will be there. So, ooh, favorite musician or band? Oh, that's hard. I know. Um, see, for worship, I, I've just been listening to, like, Christian music, like, the all-college um, but I don't really have like a favorite band. I just love mm. listeners listening to their songs. Yeah. But I guess aside from Christian music, I love Ed Sheeran. Mm. I was able to see him a couple years back and he was Ooh. a really good performer. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the, the playlist that my roommate has, Jesus and Ed. <laughs> yes. We listen to that one a fair bit. Yes. Um, what is your favorite place that you have ever been? Like traveled to or? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, again i haven't left the country so i haven't been not that there aren't great places in america i do Mm -hmm. love america but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i i might have to say home Mm. like camp hidden lake home yes yes solid answer because the georgian mountains are beautiful Mm. and we have a lake there and it's just so peaceful and you just like look up on the lake and you just see mountains behind you and we just had um something called the jesus dock where we had a dock that like went out into the um into the middle of the lake that had like a beautiful crucifix which is the same corpus yes. from from haiti yeah. and from the other um base at, at cove crest but unfortunately it's currently broken like mm-hmm. a couple of days before john 15 there was a huge storm that like broke the dock so apparently jesus was just like floating around oh, for no. a little bit but then there was another storm that actually like tore the whole dock apart wow so i think they might be trying to either rebuild that or do something but yeah. either huh. way that's it's so mm. beautiful and peaceful so i think i would say there solid answer very much part of the theme of today <laughs> yeah. um these are questions that i pulled up from another person so um your favorite part of being a husband and a father no (laughs) those are not um, for you no favorite part of your job also not for you unless you have i don't know a favorite part of being a student i don't know okay skipping ahead (laughs) never mind um favorite form of prayer or your way to like favorite i i always phrase this differently favorite form of prayer favorite way to pray or favorite prayer how do you like to pray lot of questions it's a lot of words yes um i mean i've got to say i really love praying in music like Mm -hmm. just worship is really beautiful just being able to like sing love to god but then also just like very like casual conversation like just talking to my dad is just really really nice like Mm -hmm. we're we're tight you know yeah We we got into a place where you know Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, of course, there's times where you have to be more yeah. <laughs> formal, but, you mm-hmm. know, I love him and he's, you just got to talk. So. Yes. Yeah. Like, like the out loud chat that we were having last night as, um, 
<laughs> we were setting up for praise and worship adoration last night, which was beautiful and wonderful. And like, we're all running around, putting out candles and like setting up music stands and whatever. And we sit down to practice. Then all of a sudden down the stairs, there's like a bathroom, like to the left of the stairs that like come into the chapel. And like this like hooded black dressed, like black sweatshirt, like person <laughs> just walks, goes into the bathroom in a very hurried fashion. Yeah. Goes into the bathroom. We practice for like a while, like at least half an hour. Like, and then don't we? Minutes. Didn't we start? And then he yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah. And then he like, like hurries back up the stairs, and we hear the door close. <laughs> We're like, what just happened? Yeah, that was a little scary. Yeah, I was concerned. Yeah, but th- there was some praying out loud happening at that point. Mm. We're like, Jesus, stop it! Whatever you're doing tonight. <laughs> there yeah. was there's a lot that happened in the span of like I don't know five minutes. Like Delia, like picked up her hands and, like, went to, like, put her fingers down on keys on the piano. And, like, in the motion of, like, her hands going down, the piano, like, like, shut off. (laughs) Like, all the lights went off, the power went out. And she was like, okay, what just happened here? Um, There was a lot of of resistance to adoration last night, but we got it done. And it was beautiful. And it was pushing through. And, like, I forget what song we were doing, but whenever whoever that was came out of the bathroom, I, like, I, I think I, like, missed a line or, like, stopped playing guitar or something like that. <laughs> but I just, like, watched him and I was like, I wish everyone else in the room could, like, see that I'm watching something rather than just thinking that I'm stupid and just, like, missed a no, whole line no. of the song. I definitely, like, paused for a second, too. Because yes. I was like, okay, what you're alive. <laughs> yeah. Glad yeah. you didn't die in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Oops. Um, all right. We have two more questions. Um, if you could meet any pope, um, who would it be? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think I just gotta say Pope John Paul II. I mean, he's yeah. so cool. I just like love to talk with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Tangent off of that. If you could be BFFs with any one saint, who would it be? Mm. I was warned of this one. Ah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Uh. Okay. So, I mean, my confirmation saint is Mary. And I don't know, I feel like she's too motherly to be my best friend. You know, like, mm. I mean, some people are best friends with their moms. And like, I'm very close with my mother as well. But I feel like I wouldn't want to like, I don't know, I feel like that's just like a different relationship. So yeah, I really do love I mean, I just learned that your guys patron saint is St. Teresa of Lisieux. Yes. And last year, I was able to do the consecration to divine mercy mm-hmm. or merciful love. And which like follows her like little way, and it was just so beautiful. So I think I think I would love to be besties with her. Mm, that's solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I need to do that consecra- consecration. I like started the first two days of it with you guys. <laughs> then yeah, we'll do it again. No, yes. it's anyone who hasn't done it. I would mm. highly recommend. It's very beautiful. Yeah. And um, Father Mike Michael Gately, he spoke at um, SLS this year. It was so good. So oh, watch really? those talks. Yeah. yeah. He was he was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, he like for the month of December every year, like retreats to his writing room and his parents' house mm-hmm. and like locks himself in a cave and like writes. Um, and he, since it was like the first few days of January, he was like, my like ability to like speak hasn't like come back yet. And I'm having <laughs> oh a hard time forming words. And I was like, that's that's a goal right there to be able to like lock myself in like a cave for <laughs> like a month. And I write. know you would love that, yes. <laughs> I promise I love people. Um, <laughs> I just like to write. And yeah, yep, yeah, that's fine. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think I have anything else. It has been so good just to chit chat with you. I definitely want to have you back sometime yes, um, to I chat more. That. But yeah, we got to go off to a lag rehearsal now. We do. Oh, yeah. We have to practice for the LA Congress in our spring trip. So. All right. Any any parting words of advice for our young listeners? Parting words. Well, I just want to say, I think one thing we didn't touch on that I would kind of die if I didn't say mm. is just how much I love babies. Oh, yes. It's not... Yep. I don't know how to give the advice to that, but just yes. if you have any babies, just yes. know how much I love them. Mm, that's solid. Yes. That is like, that That might sound odd, but that is like key faith information. Yeah, if, yeah. Yes. What do you want to be when you grow up, Faith? I want to be a mom. Yes. <laughs> and what else do you want to be? I want to be a pediatrician or a yes. neonatologist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. All right. So beautiful. <laughs> it has been so wonderful. I love you so much, Faith. I um, love you as well, Liv. All right. Um, we, I love how you just said, I love you. And I said, all right, that was my transition <laughs> to the conclusion. I love you too. <laughs> um, um, all right. Our uh, social media is at to the heights CTV, um, new episodes every Monday at 9am East. Um, you can find all of the Grexley podcasts, um, as this is a production of the Grexley podcast network, um, on grexley.com. And our Patreon is patreon.com where you can get our exclusive podcast, the Grexcast. Um, which I was on a few weeks ago, and it was super, super fun. Um, what else? We have merch, which is crazy. Yes. It's super cool. It has mountain goats merch. on it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for all of that. You can find me at OliviaRose underscore art and OliviaRoseArt.com, and we'll talk to you next week. Keep on reaching to the heights. Bye.